We've sold $100 million worth of NFTs at our daily auctions. And then they would just go, what? Are you, are you serious? That's insane. <laughs> and <laughs> and it, just, it just captures their attention. And then, of course, uh -huh. they, they take you more seriously. Hello and welcome to DeFire, the crypto storytelling podcast that keeps you unbothered, moisturized, happy, in your lane, focused, flourishing. My name is Jonas, and today on the show, we have an extraordinary guest from Down Under. Words, words can't explain here, it is mine. Gami is building the Red Bull of Web3 without the sugary drinks. Narstow is a new way to fund extreme athletes who produce then action-packed videos or make cool events happen. And instead of selling energy drinks, Narstow is auctioning off 25 to 26 NFTs every day. This idea and funding model is based on nouns, you know, these on-chain pixel art NFTs with the iconic glasses. I'll say sorry, but I'm not taking on my glasses. Why not? Because they're famous. Nouns is selling each day one NFT only and is currently sitting on top of 29,000 ETH. That's how much money they have in the treasury. That's at current prices around 35 million US dollars. Members of the Nouns DAO, who must hold a Nouns NFT, write proposals and can vote on how to use these funds. In this episode, we dive deep into the stories of NARS and Nouns, and we learn why Gami invested over 300,000 US dollars to buy two Noun NFTs and what his plans are with those NFTs going forward. But before we start, an update from the podcast. I started this podcast as a side project in 2019. Today we see around three to 4,000 monthly downloads. And I want to thank each one of you for listening. Currently, I don't make any money from this podcast and it takes a lot of effort to make this show. You have to research to find potential guests and then you have to reach out and convince them to come on. You have to find a date to record and to make sure that they have a decent setup so they sound good. And once the recording is done, the work only starts because now you have to edit. Each one of these steps is necessary to make the show as good as I possibly can and I love doing it. But there's one tiny thing that you could do so I can make this show even better. Go over to Twitter, search for @defiremoney and follow me on Twitter. Currently I have 202 followers. That's nothing. Your cat probably has more followers on Twitter than I have. But the fact is that I find most of the guests of this podcast through Twitter. And when I reach out to a guest who has tens or even hundreds of thousands of followers, my message often won't reach them. So please follow at DeFireMoney on Twitter so we can continue to book amazing guests for the podcast. And now let's start the show. Gnarly, golden, gorgeous, and it's got layer upon layer of texture and flavor. Even though Australia is like a really great place, it has a pretty horrible past with, you know, the colonization and stuff was pretty awful. So it tends to be quite a lot of opinionated people when it comes to politics so it's an interesting place to be involved in crypto that's for sure i've never been to australia but i've met a lot of them in canada i was a snowboard teacher in a ski resort there and this whole ski resort was run by australians and i have to say these guys i was very impressed they came sometimes they couldn't snowboard they started learning snowboarding and at the end 
the Aussies, some of them were better than I was, or let's say more courageous. They were just doing flips and stuff, you know, like, and I'm skiing and snowboarding since I'm a little child, but these guys are just crazy. They're, they're, they're fearless. It sounds very, <laughs> it sounds very Aussie. It's like, there's, you know, just a culture of, we tend to say, you know, have a crack, give it a go. There's just a culture around what's the worst that could happen, you know, you fall on your ass and you get back up. And that's pretty similar to how Australians interact with crypto. <laughs> 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 yeah. There's a, a strong sports gambling culture here. Like no matter what you do and everywhere you go, it's in your face. Like you go to the cinema and there's an ad before the movie comes on, you know, it's like, Bet with your mates. Come on. Yeah, give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that <laughs> it gets a bit toxic. But let's put on your sales hat for a second and do a proper intro where you say, like, basically, why should people care? And then we take it from there. Yeah, for sure. It's always hard to sell yourself, especially as an Australian. It's not in our culture. So what people see of me on the internet at the moment is definitely a projection of myself that's not the true version. Like I'm actually quite introverted. But I guess to explain who is Gami, I'll tell you a little backstory first about where the name Gami comes from. It's Gami like origami. I was working on an art project where I was unfolding origami on Ethereum. So I was really interested in on-chain art at the time. And I was working on this project. I got to a certain point and it was going to cost me about 60 grand to deploy the project on-chain. So I gave up. <laughs> but just quickly, what does it even mean to fold an origami on-chain? Yeah, for sure. So at the time, I took an interest in art that was fully on-chain. And so... I was really interested in origami from a licensing perspective because CCO was happening and I learned that a lot of origami patterns are actually copyrighted to their creators and then there are older, more traditional ones which are public domain. And so I had this idea to create an interactive art project where you would collect folds and over time those folds would be combined to make these classic origami models. I found a way to sort of put this protocol on chain and all of the art that it generated was fully on chain as well. But it was just maybe a little bit out of my technical capabilities. <laughs> and then mm. when I got the help I needed and we went to deploy it, it was just, yeah, like I said before, going to cost about $60,000 to deploy these contracts with all the art contained in them. So I just curbed that. And at that same time, I found Nouns and took on Gami as a name and, and gave up on putting origami on Ethereum. <laughs> Did you say you, you were founding also Nouns? Oh, actually, I meant as in when I first found Nouns as a onlooker. I should say discovered, actually. It's the kind of thing that you don't just sort of find. You discover it and it sends you off on this crazy rabbit hole journey, especially when you see like who the Nounders were, like the 10 people that founded Nouns. So I, I showed up pretty early in maybe like November last year and the project was, it started on the 8th of August, 2021. So it must have been you know, September, October, three months old. And 
since I found it, I've basically just been like only interested in nouns and everything else is kind of not that interesting at the moment. But especially interesting to see how much, hate this word, but synergy there is between skateboarding and crypto. Have you been nouns pilled yet? I would love to own a nouns NFT. But I think just the prices make it a little bit hard to justify to buy like a 32 by 32 pixel NFT, right? And I think we have to start properly and explain what, what, what is nouns because a lot of people don't know. How would you describe it for somebody who is just listening and who has never seen a noun before? What is the, the essence of this project? I can maybe give what I know about it, but I'm sure you have much more detail and color to add. I think noun is also a pixel art project, right? You have like, I think, 32 by 32 pixel. And what makes them special is it's all on chain. So going a little bit back to the origami roots of yours, the, the interest in having something that does not rely on somewhere a JPEG or an external image source being stored on IPFS or Rweave, etc., and the one interesting thing is the way it drops. It's not like this typical 10K profile picture projects, but it, although it also shows like little faces, right? It has kind of the similar, it's like little characters. They have all these glasses, the signature look, it's almost the logo of the whole project. And then all the rest is kind of like randomly generated. And each day, only one new noun is produced in the world you pay with eve and whoever is ready to pay the most amount of eve wins the auction and gets the new noun and they go usually for around i don't know 60 to 80 eve every day yeah recently they've been going quite cheap comparatively 33 i think in recent days which is understandable because the market is pretty crazy at the moment with all this FTX drama. But I guess the way that I describe nouns is I tend to start first with the people. There's always a branding opportunity with nouns too, just nouns, you know, literally people, places and things. So start off with the people. I think of nouns as a community of crypto natives that are pooling their funds together to do creative stuff, which is usually public goods. And part of the reason for doing that is to project onto the world that crypto isn't all this stuff that the outside world thinks it is. We want to project positivity onto the world. And that's why we tend to fund stuff that leans towards public goods. But what's interesting about nouns is the way that we pull our capital together. So instead of just having a multi-sig and dropping the funds in and debating over how to spend it, instead, we have, thanks to the Nounders and the brilliance of the developers and the creative people involved, we have a protocol. And that protocol generates one new noun every day, forever. And each one is sold through an on-chain auction. So that goes for 24 hours. And then 100% of the proceeds from every auction goes directly to the treasury. And the treasury is a fork of compound governance. So it's on chain and governed by the token holders, or as we call them in nouns, the nouners. And 
The only way that the founding team is compensated is they get every 10th noun to divvy up amongst themselves. So there's 10 nounders. And in terms of what makes nouns special, it's also an open source brand. So all of the art and the iconic glasses, which some people refer to as like the Nike swoosh of Web3. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> and the th- there's like this intentional reason for the art being just 32 pixel pixel art and it's it it might not have been intentional I'm, I'm not entirely sure but it's it's lo-fi enough that it's really easy to build on top of as a creative person you know if the art was like 3d crazy detailed stuff like where do you go with that you know so it leaves open a lot of possibility for artists to expand on the CC0 artwork. So all that stuff is in the public domain and free to exploit however anyone wants from a creative standpoint. And then all of the code is open source. And we actually encourage people to fork and remix and do different experiments with what we've built. And then my own project, NARS, which is a fork of nouns, was actually funded by nouns in the beginning with 69 ETH to essentially fork the nouns contracts and make a sub-DAO that's just focused on a particular subculture. So just to round out what I've said here, I tend to analogize a lot of things about nouns. And one thing that's sticking lately is that nouns is the console and your subculture is the cartridge. And I guess Nas Dow is a really good example of that. And for anyone that's listening that's American and my accent reminds you of the the rapper Nas. <laughs> it's Nars. <laughs> Nars Dow. <laughs> wow, that was gnarly. That word I guess comes from gnarly. And that's such a thing also in skate and snowboards culture, right? When, when it, when, there's like a spot that is kind of hard to ride. It's not very smooth. You have a jump and the landing is a little bit difficult or something like that. And you say it's gnarly. And that's, I guess, where Narstar is coming from, from, from gnarly, I, I assume. Yeah, that's right. It's like shred the gnar, gnarly. Yeah, gnar is a way to describe something that's, you know, it's crazy. So you might look at a, a big half pipe and see that it's all janky and, crooked and lots of sharp bits and you you would say damn that's gnarly (laughs) and Mm -hmm. so when it came around to you know me finding nouns I think like it was just a a word that sounds a bit like nouns and it was something sort of close to my heart with my history and skateboarding and, and running communities within skateboarding so it was just something that had to happen and it's funny like everyone on twitter at the time was saying we're still early and you know i've heard that in crypto since 2016 (laughs) it's like we're not that (laughs) early (laughs) but i just like to say that we're still gnarly instead (laughs) okay okay yeah just leaning into the culture of of skateboarding and and extreme sports in general so yeah Nouns is it's it's a protocol, it's a platform, it, it's an open project that anyone can build on. And despite being so expensive to buy nouns, ninety percent of the people that are building on nouns don't own one. 
they're funded by us, but there are many different ways to get funding from Nouns. So Nouns is the original project where the, the NFT costs around between 33 to more ETH and they pool money and in the DAO you decide, you make proposals, what should we do with all the money that comes in every day? And then everybody who owns one of those Nouns NFTs has a vote. Is it one Noun, one vote or how does that work? Yeah, it's one Noun, one vote. But when it comes to proposals, you actually need to have two nouns to put a proposal on chain. But that's not an issue for people that don't have nouns because the role of nouners is to sponsor other people's proposals. So if you own a noun, you generally spend your time hearing pitches from people that are interested in getting funded. And then if you like those pitches, maybe you help them to refine their proposal and then you would put it on chain and all the noun holders would vote. There's been nearly 200 proposals and, uh, you know, about 70% of them, I think, have been successful. And they range from things that are marketing focused to help the DAO get more attention and strengthen awareness. And then there's also a lot of things that are considered public goods, which are, you know, tooling that other communities use on Ethereum or other off-chain tools or even things like supporting causes that we care about um, and hopefully the, all these things feed into what we refer to as the nouns virtuous cycle which is just a way to explain that what we do hopefully brings good vibes back to us we put out good vibes and we hope to receive some back you are a nouner right which means you have two nouns well you have at least one but i know that you have two how did you end up with these nouns like what was your thinking because from my understanding also what i've seen on your twitter is that you spent quite a lot of money for the noun but you obviously also have a plan for it how did you decide hey i need to have one of these nouns walk us through this story so back in november of last year so in november 2021 i come across nouns and I'd wrapped my head around CC0 licensing and the open source licensing that they had chosen to use for the software and the contracts and everything else. And I just knew that I wanted to do something and build something on top of it because I had a lot of strong opinions around different things that were being discussed. And rather than just speak I like to do and so at that stage I kind of felt like I had to own a noun to get involved I guess communication is hard and it gets better as we go but at that point it was pretty sort of hard to grasp what was expected of you to get involved and so I'd already thought of the idea for Nas I was with Blockbird, who's a prominent collector of art blocks and he's a contributor to Fingerprints and Raw Dow. And he and I were having coffee in Sydney at this place called Skittle Lane. And it's just like we were talking about nouns and how I thought I wanted to build something on top of it. And there was a really good playlist uh, in the cafe and there was all songs <laughs> that I 
thought sounded familiar and it turns out it's because they were playing a Tony Hawk's Pro Skater playlist <laughs> and it was just one of those moments where you're just like damn man there's a skateboard now and like I wonder when that's gonna pop up you know maybe maybe you should buy it you know maybe it's a good idea and I had already started tinkering with with the nouns contracts and and the art just like slipping little skateboards under their arms silly stuff like that just playing and then maybe mistakenly but in the nouns discord i said like no matter what the first skateboard noun is mine <laughs> and then like within like two days it came up and 4156 pinged me and said, you know, Gami, you're up. <laughs> <laughs> and so I wasn't expecting to have to pay 90 ETH for my first noun back in January oh of 2022 when ETH was quite a lot higher. <laughs> it was but that's, that's what it took to get it. So I don't know, 4,000, 3,000 per ETH? Yeah, I think it worked out to be about 200,000 US dollars. But I'd, I'd already seen this vision in my head of like, you know, a subculture focused arm of the nouns movement. And as a skater myself and like how much I just really liked the skateboard and the fact that I thought it would be a really good mascot for a, for a movement in street culture, it was a really good purchase in my mind. Probably the best thing I've ever done in terms of crypto. And... Now it's controlled by the NAS community. There's around 3,000 NAS uh, NFTs out there so far. And NAS community token holders get to control the votes of my nouns, which is really cool. And as well as that, we've helped Bob Burnquist fund some work with his foundation, Skate Queda. And then that skateboard noun was noun 189. So that was in January this year. I think I mentioned January 28th. And then later on in the year, I purchased noun 401, which is the first boombox head. Gami invested 95 ETH for the boombox head noun. And he's using this noun to build another very interesting project that would deserve a whole episode on its own. But for the sake of brevity, we will focus today on his main project, Narstau, that revolves around the skateboard head noun 189. I guess the point is that I buy them to build. I don't buy them to flex or to, to flip. It's, I just buy it because there's something I want to build for it, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I get it. That was the first NFT that you bought. And with that, you made a proposal to start basically a subculture DAO, another DAO, where you also can buy NFTs that look like nouns, but they have little skateboards. Is that the only twist you made or are they totally different characteristics? Yeah, the, the original collection, which was before NAS became a DAO, so, so prior to Nouns funding me to create NarsDAO, it was just an art project, essentially. All of my sort of rendition of the Noun characters had a skateboard under their arm or holding up their hand doing like the gnarly symbol, you know, the horns. But when I got funded by Nouns to essentially fork the protocol and create NarsDAO, I wanted to be more inclusive of all extreme sports 
because our first athlete that came in and was happy to represent us was an inline skater, not a skateboarder. So mm -hmm. the new desperate uh, need for funding for inline skating is <laughs> probably probably not easy to be an inline skater nowadays. Yeah, uh, it's right. I'm it's, sorry, uh, that, sorry, sorry, go ahead. cut you off. What did you write in the proposal? Because I think this will explain it very well. What was the proposal? Yeah, so for anyone that's listening, you can go to nouns.wtf forward slash vote forward slash 51. And I essentially wrote NARS X nouns athletes. I'd already been given a small grant to do a proof of concept where I wanted to prove that I could convince an extreme athlete to get sponsored by a DAO and it had never been done before. So it was exciting for people because, you know, I showed the some videos and cool footage and whatever. But this athlete is a good friend of mine, Joe Atkinson, and I really thank him for, like, giving me the opportunity to try this. So before all the proposal and everything, there was a small grant and essentially that was three ETH given to me to see if I could convince Joe Atkinson to rep nouns as a pro skater inline skater he's a three-time world champion like he's insane look him up on youtube joe atkinson he's just amazing to watch he's like a ninja with wheels on his feet and he <laughs> moves like liquid it's just beautiful to watch i'd sort of discussed with him how i consider extreme athletes to be some of the like most interesting artists in the world you know they're expressing their self by putting their bodies on the line and you know, doing amazing, beautiful moves and all that stuff. And so after convincing him and using the ETH to send him around the world to different events, he like won some major contests, became the European champion, like all this stuff, like huge festivals with like 100,000 people in the audience where they do BMX and skating and inline. How did he represent nouns? Was it just a logo that he was wearing? Yeah, just embroidered on his shirt and he made his own jacket. He had this black denim jacket and he just, you know, actually took one of the shirts that I sent him and like cut the embroidery out of the shirt, just like cut around it and then just glued it onto his jacket. The glasses, <laughs> so, the nounce glasses. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, okay. So he, and he put some stickers on his skates and on his helmet and stuff. And, you know, there's footage of him shredding in some crazy contest with thousands of people in the audience. And it, you just see the nouns glasses on his shirt. So, yeah, I guess like back to your question before, it was just the proposal that funded the birth of NarsDAO was essentially like, hey, I did this proof of concept. It was well received. How about we combine, you know, this concept that I presented of sponsoring an athlete with a community of fans and see if it works. <laughs> the <laughs> proposal was really detailed. Like I talked about problems that NounsDAO have with capital allocation and how, you know, we lack domain expertise and essentially said I want to lend my domain expertise and my friends to apply the nouns model to our subculture. So primarily skateboarding, but most street extreme sports. And we even have snowboarders and some skiers on our team as well. And so, yeah, NARS is my main focus and takes up but, most of my time. 
But I think I think you also mentioned specifically that you want to build a Red Bull for Web three without selling the sugary drinks. Yeah, right. The, I can't take full credit for saying Red Bull of Web three. It was someone in the community, and you know I don't want to get sued. But the point is, I learned from some athletes that I'd been talking with, and they told me about something called tour water. Have you have you heard of tour water before? Like tool, like. T-O-O. Like tour, tour as in like touring on a holiday type thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. T-O-U-R. So, no, never heard of that. No, what's what's that? It's pretty crazy. So like brands such as Red Bull and Monster Energy and, you know, all those sorts of drinks, when it comes to like concerts and extreme sports events, when the athletes and the musicians are sweating their asses off doing their thing, they don't drink energy drinks, you know, like if they did, they would get dehydrated and probably die. <laughs> so what they do is they are given tour water, which is the same can with the same branding, but it's just filled with water. And that's a product that they have. They don't sell it, but that's what athletes drink at these events. And uh-huh. I just thought that so was really interesting. Open- yeah, they're, they're like there and you think they're, they're not drinking the energy drink, but they're actually only drinking water out of a yeah. can. They crack open a can. They make this can just for the publicity. They kind of yeah. admit that it's not good for them. Okay. It's crazy. I was thinking about that a lot. Like it, I thought about that for a couple of weeks just as I was going to the skate park and hanging out and observing and sort of asking people questions. And I thought, isn't that weird that like kids are being shilled energy drinks by their heroes, and yet their heroes don't drink it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just it, – like I know that Red Bull is an incredible company that's very successful. They make the most enthralling and amazing content, and they're really good marketers. But I just thought, like, why are they so foreign to the sports that essentially sell their product, you know, and then at the same time – I've got friends with skateboarding companies and brands that make like really niche products that we all use all the time and they're just struggling. Like there are not many brands in extreme sports that do that well. It's really hard. And so I just wondered like if this brand is able to exploit the sports to sell an energy drink, why can't we rethink that and just be a whole lot more responsible and thoughtful about how we involve ourselves with the culture because skateboarding has been exploited numerous times. You know, there's a really good example with Supreme. Like Supreme Mm -hmm. used to be when Jebbia, the founder, originally started, it, it was just like a hangout, right? It was this skate shop and people would just go there and hang out and it became like a cultural sort of mecca within the community. And then it just went really corporate. And then like everyone hates it now, except hype boys, <laughs> you know, like hype beast culture loves Supreme, but they don't even know the history of it. And then the history of it is kind of sad because the people that essentially brought the brand up grassroots within the culture just left behind you know they're just exploited for marketing purposes so i think there's this kind of like affinity that 
skateboarding and crypto has that's really interesting and it's super apparent in Brazil at the moment because they're really adopting crypto fast and they have, you know, like a lot of issues with sort of different human rights type things and and just general sort of like governmental issues and so their people are very like responsive to crypto and you know skateboarding rock and roll punk rock you know it's all it's all one and the same really it's all a social movement and i think that's why nas has sort of been taking off in in brazil and and recently it's it's crazy you know like some of the footage from the recent event we did uh, called I Love 15, which is celebrating the legalization of skateboarding in Praca, which is the sort of main town square in Rio de Janeiro. Yeah, and, pra, pra, yeah. Pra, yeah, I can't, I can't pronounce yeah. it properly. I think it's, <laughs> pra, I think pra, it's pra, just pra. Uh, <laughs> square, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so of all the squares, you know, primarily XV15 is the one where all these protests took place to legalize skateboarding because there was just like nowhere good for the people to skate and for years they protested and then eventually the government was were supportive and now every year they have events where they get to place like a new skatable sculpture in this square and this year, we sponsored it as NARS Dow, and we provided six ETH towards the event, which is not a lot for how big the event was. There are a thousand skateboarders there and many more others who were spectating. And it's like getting mainstream media coverage. It's getting really good exposure within the nouns community and in crypto in general and in skateboarding, especially in Brazil, obviously. But what we did was we... Shout out to Vlad and Akfa and all of the crew, Third Eye in Rio. They made these huge nouns glasses that you can skate. So they're, they're a rail, multiple ways that you could hit this rail. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's there permanently now yeah. <laughs> in, in this town I'm going square to visit it. <laughs> I'm going to visit it next time I'll, I'll be there and I'll take a picture. That's amazing. Gummy, but I wonder how you think about this because the Red Bull model is very straightforward. I mean, Red Bull famously is not even the company that was founded by this Austrian guy who, who just recently died, actually. He became a billionaire with that stuff. His part, his arm was only the marketing branch, right? And then they had like this other company, I think in Thailand, that was kind of responsible for the product itself, for the Red Bull drink. But there it's kind of the model, I think, goes as follows. Like the marketing team drums up demand and that at the end of the day, the money flows in through the sugary drink that they sell. How does that work with NARS? Because NARS is an NFT, right? You you can buy an NFT every day, but only one. So even if you drive a lot of eyeballs on demand for this NFT, and and how do you close to loop? Yeah, there's actually some different mechanics on the the way the auctions are as well. NARS is a fork of nouns where we changed the auction cadence. When I first launched NARS DAO, the auctions were actually every 10 minutes. And then every 1,000 auctions, the duration doubles. So at the moment, the auctions take 40 minutes and then 80 minutes and 160 minutes and so on. So 
after we get to around 10,000 NFTs, there'll be one sort of like every day and then one every two days and so on. So in terms of how I think of this as a business, it's very much about looking at street culture, skateboarding, all the extreme sports that sort of revolve around the same sort of scene. So if you're a skater and I'll use Vlad as an example from Brazil, he is a pro skater, he's sponsored, he does all these things, he works in Web3 at Shapeshift DAO and all this sort of stuff. And he is essentially using NAS as a way to give back to his community. So refurbishing skate parks, holding events, you know, giving free skateboards to kids that need it and onboarding people to Web3 essentially so that they're learning and having a, an experience where they gain new skills. And so on the other side of that, there's the fans. So people that are really into extreme sports and are into crypto and want to collect NFTs. And they essentially take part in these auctions that happen back to back and their funds go into a treasury and then we decide how to spend it just like nouns. And we also get some extra funding from them when we need it type thing. So as, as that sort of like evolves, we're getting to this point where we've provided these sort of places for people to gather and whether that's like a cool obstacle that we install somewhere or a skate park that we refurbish or just a cool event that we put on to bring people together. We incentivize people to keep creating content around these things. So very soon, actually, we'll be launching these hashtag campaigns where there'll be all the content being pulled in and then the community curating that content and then like the stuff that rises to the top actually gets paid out retroactive rewards from our treasury. And so we're trying to create this sort of cycle where the culture continues to grow in the grassroots way and allows for the community and the athletes to own the protocol that makes all this happen. And so I think in future, the closing of the loop is once you set up this environment where there's this like creator economy for extreme sports, I think what we'll see is a marketplace and I'll refer to it as a marketplace because it's more on brand. But I think that'll be a really interesting marketplace for content creators within the extreme sports niches. And we've already seen brands taking interest in what we're doing. So I think for me personally, I think there'll be like the community component, which is all about giving back to where you come from and using the funds to like revitalize the skate park where you grew up and all that sort of stuff. And then there'll be the business component, which will be like matching all these participants up with brands and doing different branding deals and maybe even stuff similar to Top Shot, like NBA Top Shot, but we could have like, you know, tricks essentially as NFTs that people could collect. So I know that's a long-winded meandering answer, but the short version of it is I think there's an opportunity in terms of the creator economy for extreme sports and the reason i believe that is because we've seen that exact model work to sell sugary drinks so why shouldn't it work to you know do good for the community and then provide opportunities off the back of that good and 
we don't need to introduce a sugary drink or some sort of like extraneous product. I think instead we can focus more on the fan engagement and the different sort of like on-chain curation of culture, you know, these sorts of things that we can do as a community to sort of uplift everyone and really focus on keeping it that way. The treasury is governed by the community, so they have ownership of it from day one as opposed to, you know, most NFT projects just sort of like taking your funds and you hope for the best. So that's that's the thesis anyway. We'll see how we yeah. go. And every 40 minutes, a new NAR is born. Like every 40 minutes, somebody is betting on them. Is it organic or do, do you sometimes have to help a little bit? Or what, what is your experience with, with, with the NAR style and with the growth so far? It's insane, to be honest. Like there's an auction channel in our Discord and it's where most people end up first when they find us. And there's just a strong culture of bidding on these auctions. Like... The, the NFTs go for quite cheap. You know, they generally go for around sort of 0.03 to 0.05. So, you know, somewhere around the sort of $50 to $100 mark. But mm-hmm. when that's happening, you know, multiple times a day, like at the moment, you know, we're averaging about 25, 26 a day. And it's, yeah, it's just continuing to grow. More interest in the bids. And we don't have a time extension like most auctions, but we will introduce one in the future, I think, through a governance vote. I guess at this point, it's been really fun for people to sort of try and snipe each other at the last few seconds of of the auctions. And it's kind of akin to skating culture, you know, like you throw yourself down the stairs and see if it sticks. (laughs) I think we've done somewhere around 140th in sales of NFTs, and we've probably got around 75 ETH in our treasury. I think we've spent most of the 69 ETH that we originally got from Nouns to get started. But in doing that, we've generated somewhere around two and a half million engagements, you know, through the different media that we've put out and sponsoring people like Tom Raw from The Barracks, who has this tutorials page on Instagram. He went in 10 weeks from zero to 57,000 followers and he rides a skateboard that is an exact replica of my noun's head. So mm-hmm. the noun, if, if people see it, you know, they'll see the head is like this green skateboard. And so, yeah, we've got people riding boards with the same design and, um, yeah, it's it's awesome. Like it's really cool to see that people care about this stuff and I think we've got, at the moment, somewhere around 500 holders of our NFTs and around seven or 800 people in our Discord. But yeah, it's, there's about 200 sort of core people that are always hanging around, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And how, how many NARS have been minted so far? I'd have so to have... check, but I think it's around the 3,000 mark at the moment. Just loading up the page to have a quick look. But yeah, yeah, 3,045. So... There's, there's quite a lot out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. No, amazing. And and but it, it also sounds like you have a lot. I mean, th- this this technical part is kind of scalable, and then you have a lot of to have a lot of conversations with all these artists, with all these the people who want to get sponsored or that you want to sponsor, etc. That sounds like a full time job for, for somebody to manage these people. Is that your job? Are you doing this or do you have already people helping you out with, with that kind of stuff? 
So I was doing just about everything for the first sort of three months. We were about six months in from when I deployed the Dow. And I had to, you know, a couple of months ago, I had to start traveling a bit to do the conferences and I had a few speaking opportunities and all that sort of stuff. And I just kind of went with it and see what happens and see how the community reacted. And they just picked it all up and ran with it. Like it was amazing. (laughs) My involvement is mostly in sort of like directing the strategy and just answering the general questions that some of our core contributors have. So like, don't get me wrong, like I spend, you know, a good eight to 10 hours a day working on NAS, but it's primarily behind the scenes stuff and the community have sort of done an amazing job of, of everything else. So shout out to all of them. <laughs> They're amazing. All right. You said before that in Australia, like crypto is kind of omnipresent and also kind of a little bit this gambling culture. I am often surrounded by people here and elsewhere that are kind of crypto skeptics, even more right now, right? With the, these whole debacles and uh, That's for sure. FTX implosion, etc. And I don't automatically would say that people who like to skateboard have necessarily an open heart for Web3 and NFT projects. I would say it's just, you know, it's a, could could be, could be not. But do you see there that, like a natural fit or do you also often have, you know, some friction or people who are more skeptical and you have to educate them about it? It's a, it's a great question because there's so much animosity and frustration in the market at the moment. But I guess to answer the question, it's probably best to look back to when athletes other than Joe, who I brought in, started to get involved. And the first person to get involved from an athlete perspective was Dave Bashinsky. So he's quite famous for being the first person to do a flip trick down El Toro, which is this famous 20 stair. It's not around anymore, but he's an iconic skater and he was in 10 FTs and he just sort of showed up one day in the Discord and I was starstruck and we had mm-hmm. a call and he brought Kevin Kowalski onto the call, another, like one of my favorite skateboarders. <laughs> and I was just blown away and they were like, hey, look, we see the like value in NFTs and, and Web3 and everything and we're just really excited that like you're doing something that touches the real world and, you know, we want to be involved. And so I was about to go to New York for um, NFT NYC in I think it was like June this year and I said just hang tight I'm going to do a quick proposal see if we can get a few ETH and fly you guys there and let's make a film to sort of explain what NAS is about and then Nownish did all of that for us which is amazing and shout out to Goldie and 142 but yeah the reason I bring that up for for that answer is like the all, all of the people from the sports that we know and love that have come into NAS have been through word of mouth. We haven't actually done any outreach, which is amazing (laughs) and I love that. But at the same time, a big part of the events that we do is onboarding and we're not forcing anyone to get into the crypto and Web3 space. We're just sort of, you know, leaving it open to the questions that they have 
And what's really interesting mm-hmm. is like people see Nas and they see this event and they go along and they're like, man, this is so cool. Like, how is this even possible? And then our ambassadors or like people like Vlad, the skate, you know, he's one of our skaters. He'll just be like, dude, it's it's possible because of Web three. Like, this is this crypto powered movement. We're just a community of people who love extreme sports, and we're just like, you know, like an internet collective, and we put our funds together to fund some cool stuff. And this is one of the things. And then they get curious, you know, they're like, huh. So what can you tell me about this stuff? Like how could I get involved? And generally they'll download a wallet and one in 10 NARS actually goes to our treasury for athlete onboarding. So we'll just grab some out and distribute them and onboard people that way. And they generally start to see that crypto isn't just all about these like, you know, traders and flippers and moon boys. It's also people that have like you know ideological reason for being here and mm-hmm. i think we've been able to show you know quite a few thousand people just in the last week how web3 makes all of this possible so yeah it's a learning curve but it's been a really good one what fascinated me is also when when i see nars and nouns i think you really have a feeling these guys are one of the good guys. It's kind of a honest project. Um, the way it is set up with this daily auction, the money doesn't go to the founders' pockets. It goes like into this multi-sig wallet it, that then afterwards it will be redistributed to fund cool projects, right? I think this is kind of the what, what a lot of people can stand behind that because it's not just enriching some founders, right? And I, I feel that, and I think the brand really is kind of this fun, loving, and open thing that is doing a lot of good for Web3. And is that, Gami, is this now your full-time thing? Is that your, your job at the moment? Yeah, I have a company that's just like a little dev studio that focused just on Web3 stuff for the last few years. And yeah, it's, I guess, Nas is, is it at the moment. So I, I have like Nas, the Forgeries project, you know, contributing to nouns. And then there's one other thing I do, which is a, another fork of nouns <laughs> okay, um, called Ting's Dao, which is like a little fun collaboration with Inverse Bra, you know, the little, I don't know if you're familiar with him in crypto culture, screenshot stuff, little green guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So I, I, it's a fork of nouns where it's just for funding like really crypto native stuff. Mm-hmm. So like crypto culture um, stuff. Yeah. So like as a joke, like we, we gave small ting or inverse bra, like 1.85 ETH just to show appreciation for the work he does. But mm-hmm. the way I wrote the proposal was to buy him a new fridge. Cause he lives like bossies live in the fridge. So <laughs> okay. <then> the next, <laughs> that's honestly just for fun. But, the next thing we're doing is funding Zach XBT, who does the investigations when there's like hacks and stuff. So yeah, this guy is absolutely he's amazing. Amazing, like it's yeah. Just crazy, he's you know, great. that he does this stuff with no funding. He just does it all off his own back and just gets donations. So it's cool to be able to help out. 
keep people safe. <laughs> and it, it's all the same mechanism. People buy the NFTs, the funds go to the multisig wallet, and then you decide who should receive the funding. And then hopefully these other people will kind of use these NFTs, right? And kind of spread the word. It's kind of this cycle that, that brings in more people afterwards. It's quite smart. Yeah, it's like, I don't think the prices keep up forever, you know? Like, I think as things progress, it gets cheaper and cheaper. But that's mm. interesting as well, you know? It's like the earlier ones are more valuable and then the later ones are more accessible. And so it's kind of like instead of dropping 10,000 on the market at once and then everyone you know flips and a few people get rich and everyone else gets wrecked it's more like let's just slow it down <laughs> mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. one a day or, or 20 a day or whatever and it makes the community building much more organic as well because people have time you know to be like oh that's what it's about i get that yeah cool yeah. But yeah. most other communities, they're just like trying to flip it for a profit and then all the bag holders are the community. That's really the, what it is, you know, unfortunately. Mm. Hey, yeah. can I have this uh, one snippet I've seen in the video? You said something about 100 millions was, you know, like how you catch the attention of people. I think that could be cool to, to get that and put it in front of the episode that people are like, wow. Yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> at the time when ETH was higher, like, you know, we'd sold a hundred million dollars worth of NFTs at Nouns, you know, but now Crazy. like the price is so much lower. It's not really that much. <laughs> but still, I mean, it's still like millions and millions is in that treasury or was and can be used for good. Yeah, man. It's like when I go to conferences, I speak to people and they're like, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I contribute to Nouns Dow. Have you heard of it? And they're like, no. Nah. And then you show them the glasses. Have you ever seen these? And they either are like, oh, yeah, or they're like, nah. <laughs> mm -hmm. And the thing is, like, the only way you can get most people's attention, in, especially in the crypto side, is to talk about, you know, total value locked and these sort of, like, things that people look at as important metrics. So that's what I just started saying at conferences because no one knew us, you know, and I'd just be like... Mm -hmm oh, yeah, we've got 30,000 ETH in our treasury. And then they're like, what? <laughs> Tell me about <laughs> nouns. <laughs> and and so, yeah, one of the ones that I landed on that worked really well to get people's attention was they're like, oh, so what does nouns do? And I said, well, primarily we do these auctions and we've sold $100 million worth of NFTs at our daily auctions. And then they would just go, what are you are you serious that's that's insane <laughs> and <laughs> and it just it just captures their attention and then of course uh -huh. they they take you more seriously instead yeah. of just being like nfts are lame pixel art exactly. is lame <laughs> yeah perfect that's it <laughs> that's exactly the soundpad i needed thanks so much for that let's let's do the last one agami call to action what should people do? Where do you want to direct people? You can find me on Twitter. I spend most of my time on my main account, Gami. So it's 0XIGAMI. But the most important place to go is to NARS.com. So for the Americans, that's NARS.com. That's the main site for NARS. It gives you quick access to our film with Nounish and lots of information about 
our vision and our mission, our values, all that sort of stuff. And then that'll direct you to nars.wtf, which is our auction site. And you'll find one NAR auction there every 40 minutes at the moment. And if you were listening earlier, the duration doubles every 1,000 auctions. And we call that the narving, inspired by the Bitcoin halvings. Because <laughs> the, <halving>. yeah. <laughs> the emission rate halves. So yeah, that's really it. And once you've been there, you'll find your way to our Discord. And there's a really fun auction channel with lots of activity. And then you'll find where we discuss proposals and different things that we want to fund in our forum, which is inside Discord. Thank you for coming on the show, Gami. Ah, uh, winter. The cold, brisk air, the soft snow nestled on the trees, and skiers shredding some gnarly moves on Fresh Pow. If you are still listening, chances are that you liked this episode. DeFi is not just me, it's also you, the listener. And each day there are more listeners joining and together we can spread the word about DeFi by giving it five stars on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening. Send this episode to a friend who might be interested. Check out the website, visit defire.money and click on subscribe to get the new episode and in the future also blog posts directly into your inbox. Also make sure to follow me on Twitter at defiremoney. All of this helps so we can continue to produce more episodes more frequently and get the most interesting guests that you deserve. Good night and see you soon.